Thank you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the talent, the passion, the countless lessons on forgiveness and grace that have come with this crazy journey. Thank you for allowing me to hurt, but for never letting me fall too far away from your grace and your love. Thank you for letting me grow, to be emotionally strong, physically confident, and spiritually calm. You've put people in every situation on this roller coaster to challenge me and to help change me to be a better woman. Like 1 Peter 2.9 says, I'm a chosen person, a royal priesthood, and a holy creation. I'm God's special possession, and because of this, I will continue to declare the praises of him who called me out of darkness and into his wonderful light. To Ohio State, thank you for giving me a chance to end my college career on a note to be proud of. I'm not an easy task on a daily basis, but I've been able to meet some of the best people I've ever met. Thank you for taking the time to let me refine and refine my joy. Thank you for allowing me to be myself again, to be authentically and fearlessly Lexi Handley. To my brothers, Connor, Kyle, and Cole. You've been my support system and my study for the last 24 years and for the last 15 in this crazy life of, college, of softball. Specifically the past six, you've taught me what it means to be a big sister. Connor and Kyle, you've been my backbone. You're the ones who truly know me and still choose to love me. You're the ones I aspire to be, and I know that you say that I'm your role model, but the way that you've loved me so purely and wholeheartedly has shown time and time again that you are my role models. Thank you for holding me accountable and for encouraging me to speak my truth every day. Thank you for the phone calls, the text messages, the Snapchats, the good ones, the bad ones, the late night ones, the early morning ones. Thank you for being my people and for always being true to me. To my grandma Kuhn, you are the strongest, wittiest, biggest hearted person I know. I'm so grateful that you've taken the chances to travel the whole country with me on this college athletics journey. Thank you for loving me so purely. Your support and dedication is something I cherish, and I'm so eternally grateful for the laughs with you. Thank you for being the best part of the short and tall duo. To my mama, thank you for believing in me and for sacrificing so much for to, to see me live my dreams. Thank you for playing referee in the backyard way back when and for not letting me talk my way out of what I wanted to do. Thank you for picking up my four to five phone calls daily and for being the steady to my emotional craziness. You've shown me what it means to be a strong woman. You've shown me what it means to be a powerful mother, and you've shown me what it means to be a confidence in my voice. I'll never be able to express to you the gratitude that I have <clears throat> in the way that you've used the darkness in your life to provide me with so much light. And I just wanna to continue to make you proud. To my dad. Sorry. 16 years ago, 16 years ago, you took me to my first pitching lessons. And it wasn't because I thought it was something that I'd love forever, but it was something that I wanted to do to make you proud. Softball used to make our relationship hard. We often couldn't find a lot of balance between father-daughter and coach-player. But the way that it's taught us to love each other over and over again is amazing. I'm thankful for the bond that softball has become, but I'm even more grateful for the belief that you've had in me and in my visions. You've validated my dreams and you've never let me doubt myself. Thanks for being the biggest cheerleader in my life. 
the most truth-giving critic I've ever met, and the best catcher I've truly ever had. I love nothing more than your morning selfies, <clears throat> and I love the pregame talks that we have. Thank you for continuously being the only voice that I can hear in the stands, no matter if I'm pitching in Rita at the University of Arizona or any other stadium that I played at. You're the only voice I can hear and the one who I strive to be most like. In closing, softball, you've given me the reason to breathe, not because I love you, but because I believe in the power that you have to help girls learn how to shine. Our story goes far beyond this, and my promise to you is to strive to give back exponentially more than you've given me, and that's a really tall task. My time in the circle is coming to an end very quickly, but my time on the diamond is just truly starting. Here's to us forever, the good and the bad that will come with it, and the chance to show Christ's love in the way that makes the most sense to an Ohio-born girl on a softball diamond. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of grace. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard, and I'm so super excited today. Uh, this is crazy. So we're, we're doing this. Uh, I just said this to my guest. Um, for me to watch a selection Sunday show about softball on a Sunday, uh, on a busy day, my daughter's birthday, that must mean that, that there's somebody on that team or somebody's on that team that I care about. So uh, let me let my guest introduce herself and we will go from there. <laughs> Yes, hello. Thank you, Erin. Um, my name is Lexi Handley. Um, amongst a lot of other things, I spend a lot of time playing softball for the Ohio State University. Um, and yeah, I'm just super excited to be here. I'm thankful for your time, Erin, and for um, whoever's listening for you to, to join this. So she's outside. There's birds chirping. It is a beautiful day in Columbus. I got to say, it's like 70 degrees, which doesn't happen often. So anyway, uh, welcome. There were so many people. I have to start by telling you, there are so many people uh, that, that when, after I interviewed our friend, uh, Caitlin, and uh, our, our executive director, Cammie, uh, there are so many people that said, you have to interview Lexi. So there's a massive audience out there that wants to hear from you. So I'm like, who is Lexi? I don't know. I don't know. Then, um, you know, and I, I obviously, I, look, I'm, I don't, I don't follow Ohio State. I, I'm, I, people know I'm a, I'm a Carolina fan. But then I show up at, at uh, Senior Day, mm -hmm. and this video crushes me. And so, if anybody, you all have seen the trailers, uh, I, I uh, literally, I'm sitting in the, in watching this video, and, and I, look, in fairness, I know who you were, but, but I became a Lexi 100% fan. I was all in chips in the middle of the table because the way that you talk about your parents. So, uh, welcome to this crazy thing called unscripted. Um, you and I have texted a lot. I feel we just said it. We've never met in real life, but we, I feel like we are besties. Um, so, all right, let's start at the very beginning. Um, gosh, we have a lot to cover. We have a lot to cover. All right, let's start at the very beginning. 
you started playing softball, and I know you mentioned this in your video, but let's start at the very, very beginning. Okay. Your story playing softball. Okay, so um, I guess a little bit of background. My parents both played college basketball, so um, I actually started playing basketball. That was my first first time I picked up a ball and um, learned how to dribble outside and, you know, was shooting hoops all the time with my parents. And um, oh, that was my dryer that just went off. That's fine. Um, and so um you know did that whole thing when i was four um i started playing t-ball because that's what every kid does and you know everyone plays like co-ed um you know uh intramural little league when you're little so um i was on a team called the cardinals that was my first team and then i think i was like the dolphins or whatever so played that for a couple years um went up kind of fell in love with it um started playing coach pitch where Obviously, you know, the dads of the teams are throwing the ball underhand and, you know, kind of like the very basics, the intro to um, what would later be like my livelihood and what I fell in love with. So um, the second year coach pitch, I was eight years old and the coach um, who was like my best friend's dad um, said, you know, hey, we need someone to learn how to pitch. And I remember like I remember like I, I had. One of these core memories, I knew that I wanted to do it, but I was too embarrassed to like tell my parents that I wanted to pitch. So I never had ever brought it up to them. And I remember we were at Lions Park, the front field, the front tee ball field. I put my hand up like I wanted to do it. I think my dad looked at me. He was also a coach. And I, I mean, literally, we had never talked about it. So I guess from then on, like it was just our thing. So, um, you know, he believed in it and he found um, my parents so grateful for their investment in my journey here. Um, they found a great pitching coach. Diana Lynn was my first pitching coach. She taught me the basics um, at Pronios in Ellet, Ohio, which I'm sure you know where that is. Absolutely. <laughs> um, went to her for a long time and then was so, so, so blessed to um, find an amazing travel ball team, Ohio Extreme, led by Kurt Jackson and Ron Rex who invested so much of their time and love into me um, and things kind of took off from there. So picked up a ball when I was four and started slinging it underhand when I was eight and truly like had my ins and outs with it, wanted to quit, didn't like to put in the time. My dad and I got in arguments like I had kind of mentioned in my video. I mean, we would get in screaming matches. Um, summer times were rough because he wanted me to work hard and I wanted nothing to do with it. Um, but thankfully, you know, he he knew that there was something that I didn't see quite yet. And I think that that's just like a testament of the father's love and my father's love of finding right. something that I couldn't see quite yet. And I'm so grateful for both of them. We have so much to cover. Um, <laughs> and, it's, and you transitioned well, again, it's almost like we we've known each other forever because you transitioned well. Cause I, I missed the fact that let me just read off some stats very quickly. And I know I texted you earlier today. You said, I'm not into stats. I love that about you. Um, all right. So this, this year, just this year at Ohio state, uh, 2.44 ERA, uh, 22 and nine, according to the Ohio state website. So if this is wrong, please let me know. But as of this moment, 22 and nine, um, 41 appearances, um, let's talk strikeouts because there's a lot of them. Uh, 259. Did you not set the record for strikeouts in a season? Am I wrong? I did. I broke that against Maryland last weekend. 
Broken Americans. And, and but when you all hear Lexi say that, please understand she does not care about stats. I think it's it's all, it's constantly in front of you, so you can't miss saying that. As as a you know as a dad of athletes as well, you can't miss saying that it's constantly in front of you. We're in a social media world; it's out there. But uh, please understand, she has two hundred and fifty nine strikeouts in a season and a two point four four ERA. Um, the other thing is, you were second team All Big Ten, correct? Yeah, she was. And, and again, we were texting this morning. You kind of had a pretty good tournament. So I said you had 39 innings pitch because my math's not very good. I got a 13 on my ACT. But you got a night. <laughs> so you had, I think, how many, ga- how many games would that be? I don't even know. <laughs> Quick math, right? That's not even that's not even real. But anyway, you had 19 innings 19.1 i don't whatever anyway you had a lot of innings pitch you pitched every game of the big 10 tournament and you all had a great run you know i just came down to one run you, you lost at the the bottom and i'm not not again okay. bottom of the seventh it was just you know that's that's softball that that happens it's that's what happens in the sport but you all had a great run you had a great showing mm-hmm. you pitched every inning yeah. and and again the people on so Everybody knows I'm a Carolina fan. I'm an ACC person. I don't watch Big Ten. I don't watch Ohio State, but I did because I, you know, I care about you guys. And um, I'm all in now. So I was watching the selection show, but I was watching the tournament too. And all they talked about was you and this incredible the run that you were on. And um, you know, okay, there's so gosh, we have so much to cover. Okay, so we went to senior night. I got so let's go back to it. I went. We went to senior night. What I saw, and our executive director asked me after um, I was we were talking. I was talking to her later in the week, and she said, "Who was your favorite player?" Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Caitlin, um, but I said Lexi, and she said, "Why?" And I said, "Because even in a game, so again, not to bring up anything, but but um, you know, a game you all didn't win. Yep, they rocked. What I saw was you left the circle after every inning." And you went to the sideline. And on the sideline, your team rallied around you. And as a leadership principle, what I saw was you leading your team. Even when it was tough, you were leading your team. You had inspiration. So can you talk about um, where did you learn that? Like, again, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not a, a fan of Ohio State. I, I'm a fan of leadership. I'm a fan of things I see. And what I saw was leadership. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like the team's coming off. You're having a, a tough game. Mm-hmm. It was a big game. It was a really big game. How do you continue to lead and not show your emotion? Because I'm sure you had emotions. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, – I chose to be a pitcher. Like I, that was what my heart wanted. My heart wanted to have those high moments, right? Those big strikeouts against the team of North and those big wins against um, the Tar Heels. And stop it, <laughs> stop it. That that is not okay. It's not okay. We should have um, talked about that pregame. It's not okay to talk about my Tar Heels. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but you also sign up for those low moments, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, even when I couldn't find a strike zone and when Nebraska was just hitting the snot out of the ball, like, that team, those other eight players around me, like, they still deserve my best. So even if it's not my best performance, like, how can I expect them to want to rally to win if they don't think that I want to rally to win? So, you know, I'm not perfect. I've had my little spurts. I've had my, you know, little 
emotional outbursts. And, um, you know, thankfully, like, uh, Coach Matt called me out one time. She's like, you have to be better. Like, you can't let them see like that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. 100% right. My bad. And we learned from that. Um, but I just think, like, there comes a point where it's not about what I'm doing. But if I'm not putting them in the best situation to win, like, mentally um, and just, like, energy-wise, then, like, why am I even doing this? Why did I come here? Why do I want the ball? Right. So I know if I want the ball in the circle, then I've got to make sure. And if they want the if they want me to have the ball, then I've got to make sure that they know that I'm all in for everything else because I can't score runs. I'm just trying to prevent runs. Right. And you can't win ball games by just preventing runs. You got to score runs too. So um, I think just realizing that it's not about Lexi Hanley. It's not about whoever's in the circle, but it's about you know what can I do to make sure that we're factoring something, putting something together. So I'm going to say this, this is a general question because my son is a pitcher. So I, I, you know, and we know this, um, my son is a pitcher and, um, I, I give you all credit because you, all you can do is throw the ball. And, you know, if, um, it, it, whether it's, um, you mentioned T-ball, whether it's, uh, travel ball, whether it's, and, and this has nothing to do with Ohio state. Just, just, just so we clear the deck, there's nothing to do with Ohio state. At some point, an outfielder is going to drop a ball. It's going to be hit over their head because they weren't placed in the right place. Uh, an infielder is going to have an error. Um, I'm always amazed at how the pitcher responds because uh, for those listening that have nothing to do with sports, someone at your job is not going to do their job. And you did yours. Yeah. And, and, and yet you all are in this corporate meeting or you're in a conference room or you're on a, a call and they say, y'all didn't make your numbers and you know, you did your job, but the guy next to you didn't, or the person next to you didn't, or the outfielder didn't, or the infielder didn't like, so that's, there's so much leadership that you're learning and it's important. I think, um, how do you despite and again this has nothing to do with Ohio State I'm not talking about Ohio State I'm talking as you have been playing no matter what team it was you were on when somebody screwed up and you did your job how how are you able to say okay I just gotta I I gotta get back in the circle I gotta do it again like you know what I'm saying like how, how did you learn that it's taken a lot of time, right? Because yeah. I was the prima donna. I was the one who, if you weren't perfect, then I was separating myself from you. Like, I went right. through that. And then I think over time, you know, you mature a little bit. You kind of hit the bottom, honestly. Like, my first year at Auburn, when I could not throw a strike to save my life, I had so much, like, performance anxiety. I couldn't handle it. But they still chose to be friends with me. Like, outside mm. of so I think that was a big learning curve for me was like, oh, I'm not performing, but they still see me as valued as a human. So kind of that growth factor and that that um, maturity bump of, okay, so yeah, she might have a bad throw, but I know that she's a good person. I know that she's a really good sister to her little sister. Or, wow. you know, I know she just struck out looking, but you know, she just got a three, five this semester. So like, I don't know. I, I think like, I love softball. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, it's just a game. And that's taken me a long time to get to, to like, honestly say it's just a game. But I used to put so much weight in performance, like my performance, my other people's performance, like everyone around me. And it sucked the fun out of it. 
so now it's like, okay, we're just playing a game. Just like we would be sitting around playing Cards Against Humanity or Clue or like, you know what I mean? Like anything. So why not just have fun with it? So I, I think just like finding the fun in it again. And you know, if they make a mistake, like I get another chance to get another strikeout. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. There, there's so much maturity in that. And it's so important, I think, because I don't know where this lands ever. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a travel baseball dad or, a, 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 you know, a, someone on the, on the travel softball circuit, um, whatever it might be, it's so important because yeah. um, I'm, I'm on the other side of it. I'm, I was a parent. And so I stood there watching my son. Uh, we were laughing this weekend. It just happened yesterday. Cincinnati lost a game where they threw no hitter right. and i looked at austin and i said you did that once he did he really? he threw a no hitter once and lost and i remember that and i'm like like what how, how did you know but that's me because i'm a dad and i should be the mature one and he was out there just doing his thing you know so i think it's there's so much we have to learn from you all and how you handle adversity and how you handle a moment can you imagine throwing a no hitter and losing and not throwing your mask, throwing just being so mad. Um, you know, I, I think uh, my wife and I talk about it a lot. I think uh, adults have a lot to learn from our own play, our own kids, our own players. Um, on the on the um, what is it called? Uh, that 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 great uh, quote: "The man in the arena." No, no. Dis- so let's just call it the woman in the arena the one that's actually out there doing the work you right. know we have so much to learn from you all um I mean, it's a lot easier said than done and like right you know but i think once you grasp the fact that like they didn't mean to mess up it's not like they're out here trying to throw away a game or right. like trying to swing at the wrong pitch or trying to you know take an outside pitch and pull it like they're not trying to do that so mm-hmm. i don't know it's just i think i've gotten to the point where it's like okay like be better like i'll be better you be better Okay, continue on, you know, so. So as people watch Ohio State, I want and I want people listening to this to watch Ohio State. And if you haven't, go back and I don't know if, where it is in the archives. But if you get a chance, so you all are getting ready to make a tournament run. And we'll talk about that. But watch, watch Lexi as she leaves the circle. Nope, I'm not putting pressure on you. I'm just saying because you you don't just say it, you, you live it. And that's what I, I, I have so much appreciation for you. Again, not, you know, just having been introduced to this. Um because you did meet my Tar Heels earlier in the year, and I'm still a little salty about it, and I don't want to talk about it. But, um, you, you know, when you leave and you stand on the other side of that first base or third base line and you meet your teammates, um, regardless of what just happened, um, you're showing leadership. You're showing joy. Uh, you know, you and I were texting a little bit during the Big Ten tournament. You know, you're doing the – I don't even – we may have to talk about the Chick-fil-A. I don't, what is it? I don't know. I, anyway, doing selfies and the fun, whatever. You yeah. know, that that's leadership uh, that will take you far beyond the playing field. So – Hey everyone, my name is Cammie Prannell and I'm the Executive Director for My Unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you we've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. 
Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the Chick-fil-A box. What is, what is the deal? Can you just tell the story? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So basically, our goal, like, at Ohio State Softball, for our hitters, is to get into the bullpen. Like, we want to beat out the starting pitcher. And so, you know, there's, like, a call to the bullpen when we do that. Like, that's, you know, traditionally in baseball, they literally pick up a phone and call the bullpen and pick out which guy they want out. And so um, that that Chick-fil-A box that I referenced, um, like, I don't know, after the Purdue game, I think it was, what? it's, like, the edge of a catering box that we got for lunch in, like, February. So this is, like, an old piece of cardboard that's literally, like, I don't know, six inches by, like, three inches. And I put some athletic tape over it, and um, I wrote, like, on the back, it's, like, Buckeye iPhone 22, and then the front side, like the, like, the part that you would, like, put up to, like, talk to, it's, like, for emergencies only. So whenever we get to the bullpen, we have this whole thing where, like, Hannah, who's one of our catchers, she's awesome, she's a sophomore, she'll, like, do this little hop down the whole dugout and rip up the scouting report for the pitcher that we just beat out. And then the phone rings, and then I have to answer it, and I usually say something funny. Sometimes it's vulgar. Sometimes it just has to do with, like, inside jokes. Um, and then we do a call to the bullpen. So that's the whole story of the cell phone in the dugout. That's well, a it played well on the Big Ten Network. It really did because there's a video out there. And, and uh, I, I said this when I tweeted. I think it, what you literally have uh, a week. Two weeks? Uh-huh. I don't even know. But you're seriously one of the funniest people I know. And that, that was hysterical. I'm like, that is Lexi as I know her. That is totally Lexi. And your teammates, again, rallied. That's leadership. It's leadership. It's it's you leading your team, uh, having a good time. I, I love that. So, uh, okay. So you mentioned it when you said vulgar. Um, let's talk about your faith. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> transition right welcome to the script no uh all kidding aside uh your faith um there's a reason you led off your senior video was the first thing you said and it wasn't what i appreciated again so i'm sitting in this stands and i'm crying i'm, I'm whatever what's on brand for me but while i'm sitting there i'm like wow um, it wasn't, it wasn't an Academy Awards, a speech. Hey, th- shout out to God. Cause whatever. No, it was real. And you, you, you mentioned scripture. Um, so let me ask you, where did you get your faith and how has that, how important has that had been for you in this journey? Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up kind of in the Sunday school thing, grew up in the church, um, very much, uh, very, um, in tune with like, the whole, I call it like the Jesus story, right? So I knew the Bible verses, I could, you know, recite the books of the Bible, I knew that, you know, there was a plan for my life, but I never really, I never really took the time to figure out what faith meant to me until probably like when I turned 20. So it took me a long time to go from just like the Bible, like this is right, this is wrong, this is how you should live, this is how you shouldn't live, to actually applying like, okay, so who is this Jesus man and what does he do for Lexi Hindley? And so, um, you know, these past, like, four, five years of my life, I think I've really been able to, and it it took a lot, it took a lot, because I was um, very, very, very judgmental for a long time. I was kind of like the big brother in the prodigal son story, where if you weren't perfect, I wasn't hanging out with you, I didn't care, I didn't want to know you. Um, And then a flip, a switch kind of flipped, and it was like, wait a minute, like, I'm supposed to lead in love. And that's all Jesus wants from me. And I'm not even doing that. So I'm, I'm calling myself a Christian, 
but I'm not loving like Jesus. Mm. So what's important, this title that I so proudly proclaim and, you know, have want everyone to know that Lexi Hanley is a Christian or Lexi Hanley love. Mm. And yes, those two interact and they should interact, but I wasn't living a life where they were interacting. So like the last three, four years, um, a lot of maturity, a lot of deep conversations with um, pastors and um, I had a great group of people at Auburn, my FCA group, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, um, who challenged me. Um, you know, it, it was so interesting being like in the heart of the Bible Belt and having to navigate like their fundamental beliefs versus right. like how I was trying to like explore my faith. Right. So um, religion, like the R word of religion is like not very keen in my heart still, um, but I love Jesus and I love the the promises that he's given me and the way that he's shown me grace and love over again, because Lexi Hanley doesn't deserve that. But Lexi Hanley gets that every day. So that's like nutshell. I mean, again, it's almost like we've known each other forever. Cause that's what I was going to ask you is, is um, where do you go as a division one player um, for any young lady that's listening to this or any travel player or high school player or, d1 player or anyone that's listening to this how how where do you go um to to sharpen and and to stay right because it's so easy to slip it's a slippery slope so how did you stay um in your faith how how did you strengthen your faith and and you know i anyway i'll let you answer the question How how did you strengthen your faith as you've gone along through this division one process yeah um, you know, my parents, like growing up, they weren't super pushy on like, this is how we're going to worship. This is how we're going to believe. This is how you're going to look. This is how you're going to act. And I think that gave me a lot of power to navigate life on my own and, and faith on my own. So for me, like I feel most connected to Christ when I have worship music blaring and when I'm on a softball diamond. Like those are the two places that I feel like the most seen, the most heard, and the most vulnerable. Wow. Um, and so like literally I have worship music on all the time, everywhere. Like whether it's the new Matthew West, whether it's Casting Crowns, whether it's Casting Crows, whether it's <laughs> <laughs> like whatever it is, like that's just how <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm dead. We'll talk about that in a minute. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just not really big. Like, I can't sit and, like, read devotionals and feel like that's, like, fulfilling me, right? So, you know, hearing, like, those words of scripture but put to a tune and, like, something catchy, like, that's where I feel the most connected. And, you know, people have challenged me with that. You know, I've, like I mentioned, like, the Bible about they're very, very, very traditional. Like, you know, we're going to sit and we're going to read our Bible for 30 minutes a day and we're going to talk about what we read and we're going to dive into it. And I did that. And that was awesome. And I loved it. And I loved learning how to read the word and learning how to, how to like translate that to what we're living today. But that was something that like didn't fulfill me all the way. Mm. So, you know, I think finding different ways to learn and then figuring out what works best for you. And that might be a devotional book from, um, you know, like Barnes and Noble, that might be um, a podcast that you find, you know, that might be a pastor that, you know, you see on TikTok. Like, there are a lot of great avenues out there to find, you know, good scripture. But for me, it's just a lot of worship music. There's a really good podcast that does, that features a lot of Christian people. But anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that, that's a fantastic. No, seriously. I, what? 
that's fine. All right. Um, no, the, no, thank you. Because that's, I think it's important for, for um, everyone to hear that our art, look, our journey is different. And mm-hmm. you and I could sit here and give Bible, Bible answers, or um, we could give the script, oh, go to church and go to your youth group and read your Bible. Look, at the end of the day, everybody's journey is different, and every one of us is different. And we have to, I, what I love, and I've never met your mom and dad, but um, I think it's important that we, we put a fence around our kids, a, a, a really, really wide fence. And it sounds like that's what they did, was they, they did put structure in place for you. But what you've done now is you've moved that fence in just for you. And you know what your the parameter of your fence is. And you live within that. But it's yours. It's it, you know what I mean? Like they gave you they gave you the poles and, and some wire. You you made your own structure that you live within. And I think that's important for each one of us in our faith is to not live within the one that our parents gave us, but the one that we own. And it sounds like you've done that. And I've seen that in your life in just a very short time. We've known each other, including your walk-up song or the, the song that plays, which is the Casting Crows. Um, anyway, that's an inside joke that most people won't get, and we'll just leave it at that. All right. Um, so where do we go now? So uh, I did watch Selection Sunday. Y'all are headed to Tennessee. Did you see how I threw yeah. it in y'all like I'm from Tennessee? You are headed to Tennessee, I think Friday, right? So this, and again, I don't know when people hear this, so they may hear this two months from now, but (laughs) as of today, you're headed to, uh, is it called a regional or super regional? Yeah, we're going to regionals. You're going to regionals. Okay. So you're going to regionals in Tennessee and you're playing who? We are opening up with Oregon State, the Beavers out of the Pac-12. And then we will play either Campbell or uh, Tennessee, depending on who wins and who loses. So. I just found out yesterday from my son that, that, so Campbell's from the North Carolina. Is that right? I didn't know that. Did you know that? Yes. He said it was in Carolina. I didn't know that. But anyway, no. all right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We just want you to get through Tennessee. So uh, Tennessee's ranked what? Uh, they are... 11-ish? I don't know. Yeah, Ten-ish? I want to say 11 or 13, something like that. Yeah. See, I watched the show, so I, I'm saying I think it was 11-ish. Um, so anyway, y'all, 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 because you're going to Tennessee, so I got to stay on brand. Um, you're going down to Tennessee, and you got this regional. So you have to. So just for anybody not familiar, what has to happen in the regional for you guys to advance? Sure. So there's four teams in a region. Um, it's set up like a double elimination tournament. So um, one plays four, like the one seed plays the four seed. So that's Tennessee and Campbell. And then the two seed, which is us, plays a three seed, which is Oregon. So the winners of one and four play, uh, the winner of two and three. And the losers play um, double elimination. So you lose twice, your season's over. Um, and then you have to win one, two, either three or four games, depending on your win-loss record, to get out of the region, which will then take you to the Super Regionals, um, and things get a little bit crazier once you get to Supers. And so Supers, yeah, so just, so for people familiar with, uh, um, and again, I think that we could have a whole conversation about men's versus women's, but uh, everybody's familiar with the NCAA tournament. There's So yesterday, that's what I saw, was there's 64 teams right now. Uh, this is the regionals, and so you're going to get through your bracket, and then you'll go to the super regionals. And then yeah. after super regionals is is what? 
that is the Women's College World Series. So that is the top teams all go to Oklahoma City and um, duke it out. And someone's in the champion and the rest of them go home. And how many teams are in that, Lexi? Oh, God, you're putting me on the spot. Is it, I think it's eight, right? If you just do math, right? So it's it's like the final four, but it's it's eight or 16. And you got to win two is the bottom yeah. line. You got to win two. So... You just can't lose two. That's the key. Right. Because yeah. I watch my Tar Heels, so I know how they do. Because they always go to the College World Series. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, anyway, I'm kidding. <laughs> Did, all right. All right. Let's just, let's just get out of it. Did you beat their softball? I know. Uh, you Ohio State. What? Ohio State beat the Tar Heels this year. We sure did. Did you pitch in that game? I did pitch that game. Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, <laughs> anyway, just, I know. Uh, trust me, everybody let me know that y'all beat the Tar Heels. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, can we break news about what's next? Sure. All right. Oh, so, we're going to. An unscripted official. Uh, we're breaking news. There's probably some sound clip I could play right now, but we're going to break news. Uh, what is next for Lexi? Yeah, so um, after my time at Ohio State, um, I am going to be jumping on an airplane and picking up my life and moving to Serrano, Italy, where I will spend the next six months as a professional softball player. Um, and yeah, joining joining um, up with the Italian Federation over there and continuing to grow this game um, overseas and hoping to like pick up some lessons and help out there pitching dynamics and um, kind of teach some younger kids, I guess, how we do it here in America. Um, so I'm super excited. I like get really giddy and really anxious all at one time thinking about it because literally it could be like in a week and a half from now, two weeks from now, um, not wishing away anytime soon, but um, very, very, very thankful for this opportunity. Very excited. And, and so that's whenever it's done. Um, right. So is that the agreement that as soon as it's done, you're, what, how does that, how does that, how does that work? Pretty much. Yeah. I'm going to, um, text the, like the owner of our, um, club, they call them our club, like our team. Um, and then he'll get me on a flight from Columbus, Ohio to Lord only knows where in the U S and then from there to Milan, Italy. Milan, Italy. So, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever been there? I've never been to Italy, no. Have, so, but here's my favorite thing. One of my favorite people uh, that also happens to be our executive director uh, mm -hmm. did this journey herself, uh -huh. and so there's someone right in your dugout currently that you can lean on and ask a lot of questions about um, all that. Because I, I gotta think, like if it was me, I, we're going to Hawaii in a month, and I don't, I don't know a thing about Hawaii. So if I can ask anybody, we're gonna, you know, what should I wear? What's the weather like? All those kind of things. So uh, for you, I imagine it's very helpful to have uh, Miss Cammy Oxley, Miss Cam, Mrs. Cammy Oxley, um, <laughs> right down the right down the dugout that you can ask a lot of questions. Yeah, she's been really helpful so far, and. It'll just be like a random question. Like, I, we were in an airport the other day, and I was like, "So, what did you have for breakfast? Like, when you were there? Like, what, what do you eat for breakfast?" And she was like, "We're literally in an airport. It's like ten o'clock at night, Lexi. Like, what do you want?" And I'm like, "I'm just like curious. Like, this is what I think about. This is when my brain goes psycho." And she's like, "Coffee and a pastry every morning." And I was like, "Perfect. Thank you. Continue." 
So yeah, she's been great. She's been super helpful. And um, yeah, she's just very supportive of this and um, is, I think, working on a list of like do's and don'ts and what to buy and what not to buy and what to bring and what not to bring. So just kind of going in blind and going to have a good time. Did you ever think in your life, uh, so if you could write a, a letter to your younger self, um, oh would would you write that to say, I'm going to Italy? I wanted to be a professional basketball player. I wanted to, because that's what's visible here, right? right? Like the WNBA is growing and um, I actually wanted to be a lady bull. I wanted to play for Pat Summit when I was little. That was She's like so my great. biggest dream. Like, She's so great. And all, yeah. Oh my God, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but professional softball was just never really super visible. You know, like we did have an MPF, um, which is the national pro fast pitch. And right. I was lucky enough to, uh, one of the teams, the Akron racers was literally in my backyard. So my dad and I went there a lot, but I don't think I ever put the pieces together that like, Oh, eventually they're going to need someone new. Like that could be me. Um, because I don't know. I think as a kid, you just don't have that, sense of time in your head so I'd probably tell my younger self to um chill out with the basketball dreams and uh start thinking a little bit more practically um because you know basketball is great and all but it's a lot of running and you know I'm sore from pitching nowadays and I can imagine what my body would be like running up and down the court for 40 minutes so well, yeah. gosh, we have, gosh, uh, okay, I'm trying to keep this episode short, because uh, I want to respect your time, too. Um, I have to ask this question, because you just brought up a new one. Um, my son is a pitcher, so my son, you know, would throw, and we're watching the pitch count, and, you know, he nears 100, and now he's going to be done for five days, and he's got to run poles after the game, and, you know, we, we did the whole pitcher thing. He's a PO, so, you know, I understand what it's like. He doesn't hit, so, you know, his whole job was to come in, get strikeouts, go as deep as he could, uh, stay as, you know, keep his pitch count low. I saw that for you the other day. Your pitch count was extremely low because you weren't striking out, so, you know, and I understand that whole thing about, okay, yeah, you can strike everybody out, but now your pitch count's high because you're throwing a lot of pitches. Or you just get three pop-ups, you get three pitches in the inning, and you're out. Like, uh, you know, I get it, the whole thing. Anyway, what fascinates me, and you and I have talked about this, what fascinates me about softball is the fact that you can throw. You threw every inning of the Big Ten tournament. How in the world? Like, I I cannot get my mind around that as a dad of a pitcher um, that's a, you know, maybe difference between male, female. I understand one's overhand, one's underhand. I just have never been able to understand how in softball you can go out and throw 200 pitches and then come back the next day and do it again. How I, there has to be something physically. Um, how do you do that? Like, what is the, um, I know we're extending this interview, but how in the world do you throw 200 pitches? I don't care if it's overhand or underhand, and then come back the next day and do it all over again. Like, what is the regimen once you leave the circle, once the game's over and the lights are off? What does that look like? I think at some point, like, okay, I take good care of my body. I love to cycle. Like, I go to Cycle Bar, which is like a spin class type of deal, like a Peloton. Um, that's my favorite thing to do outside of pitching. Um, but at some point, it doesn't matter how many pitches you threw because 
I worked my whole life for this moment. So, like, yeah, you know, my body hurts, my legs hurt, my arms hurt, like, I'm exhausted mentally, physically. Like, when we got done, when we lost to Nebraska, I got on the bus, and I think I was out cold within 15 minutes. Exhausted. Exhausted, literally. But at some point, you're in that moment, and you're like, this is literally what I've worked for. This is what I've been praying for for so long. This is... There's nothing better than this feeling of, like, pure exhaustion, but the adrenaline that, like, covers that. So, like, you would have to rip that ball out of my hand before I give it up and say I'm done. Hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, you, you know your limits. You know when your body's, you know, done. But I, I'm not good at, like, I'm not good at seeing, like, the safety of it because it's, like, Okay, so what's one more game? So what's a couple more innings? Like, this is what I want. This is why I came to Ohio State. I came to Ohio State because I wanted to pitch. I, I pitched because I wanted, like, that attention, that, like, pressure in the circle. And, like, I came back for a sixth year because I wasn't done with it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to let, you know, my – unless my leg is falling off and my arm can't move, like, there's nothing that's going to – take that ball away from me like I want that <laughs> unless it's the best option for me not to pitch matchup is better da 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 logistically I understand like I'm I also think from like the coach's brain but if it's like can you do it it's never going to be enough ever 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 ever, <laughs> ever so there's so much we didn't get a chance to cover your just your college journey because yes so how so can we cover that just cliff notes really quick what was your college journey um really quick so I, out of high school, I had one offer, and that was to Akron. So I went to Akron, pitched my freshman year there, um, had a pretty good year. Um, I broke my ankle right before my sophomore year, so I redshirted that year. Um, was going through a lot mentally, um, was not in a very good headspace, decided I needed, I needed to transfer, ended up going to Auburn, Alabama, um, spent three years at Auburn, pitched there for three years, graduated from Auburn. And then grad transferred and ended up here at OSU for my sixth year. There you go. Came home. And what a f- what an awesome way, not to mention my Tar Heels again, but, uh, and he's not from uh, North Carolina, but, you know, Brady Manick was, took that took that last year. And without Brady yeah. Manick, Carolina doesn't reach the championship game, by the way, yeah. uh, and come within a minute of winning the whole thing. But anyway, <laughs> but, but no, I think, I think the transfer portal has changed a lot of things. So again, we have to come back because we have a lot to talk about. But um, because people are going to hear about this, if they're watching the, hopefully, please watch the Softball College World Series and, and the games and get into the game and and like i have just in the last two weeks i mean i'm all in now my chips are on the table uh i I will i will cheer for ohio state for one thing and that is for softball because i have way too many um ties to it now so i'm in you you know that um but anyway uh all right so we have a lot more to cover anyway uh let's finish out so um I want you to know a lot of things uh number one you're the funniest person i've ever met um and we've never met in person um Two, uh, your leadership, even in this call, what you have said about leadership and, um, you know, just leading your team is incredible. And if people watch, that's why I want you to watch the games, because what you will see is leadership. It's not just talk. We can all talk about leadership, but then it, when, when it comes time to lead, do you really lead? And you do that. And it's been amazing. Uh, three, your, uh, um, video to your parents which i'm gonna play so i anybody listening to this episode 
please hang out for the last five minutes because I want you to hear Lexi's words uh, in her senior day. Uh, so there you go. Thank you for that because it made me cry. Um, uh, five, we didn't make it through this without crying. So that's cool. We, we did make it through it without crying, which is awesome, which is not on brand for me. Um, six, um, I want you nothing but the best for you in Italy. And I have uh, had a chance to be a front row seat with uh, someone very close to you and myself who, who did that journey. And she's she's better today because she made that journey. So I wish you the best and, and you know, we will support you. And when you come home, so the last thing I want to tell you is when you come home, you will always have... Uh, um, a place, uh, a support, um, uh, a platform with me and unscripted and my unscripted, whether it's just a podcast or whether it's some other stuff that we're working on behind the scenes that people don't know about yet. Um, <laughs> you will have that the day you land. Um, and even before you land, we'll, we'll have it for you when you get home. So, um, anyway, that's all I got for you. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> I'm like crying. <laughs> so, all right. So I didn't cry. So that's cool. Cause usually I'm the one that cries. So awesome. Oh, I didn't mean to make you cry, but you know, I'll be texting you during this whole journey. I hope you guys, I hope y'all make it all the way to the end. And I want to, I want to, I do, I, I might even like rock the gear if, if it happens. Um, it, anyway, I, I'm going to be cheering. You know road that. Road trip. Come on now, road trip. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I'll be in Hawaii well, probably about that same time. Anyway, anyway, all right. Uh, no, I, I'll be cheering, and uh, and I'm sure you know I'll be sending you uh, your daily encouragement uh, as you go. And uh, I'm just so proud of you. I really am. And um, thank you for leading because there's a whole lot of people. Like I said, let's go all the way back to the beginning. There's a whole lot of people that wanted me to interview, and that's because they watch, and people are watching. Not to put pressure on you. But what I love is that you just live in your life, and because of that, it's uh, it's reciprocated back to other people, and they they love watching you. So thank you, thank you for being Lexi. Thank you, appreciate that. Okay, anything else before we go? Um, no. To I guess well, I guess yeah, I just kind of lied. But you know, if you're listening to this, and if you don't know your place in this world, and if you don't know your worth, know that you're seen, you're valued, and you're worthy. And you know, if you don't feel like you have a support system that tells you that, like, reach out to me. We'll talk. I'm sure Aaron would talk to you, too. Um, you know, your sport doesn't define who you are. It doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't increase or decrease the Father's love for you. And it just makes you have a different journey. But it doesn't make you you. There's so much more that you are than just your ERA, your strikeouts, your batting average, whatever it is. Um, to the parents out there, give your kids some grace. They're working hard. Right. And you're doing it right. Parents out there, you're doing it right. You're doing a great job. Let your kids fly. They can do it. They can do it. And they will do it. Right. Because they want nothing more than to make you proud. Absolutely. But like you said, sometimes stuff just happens. Bad day, yeah. uh, long day. There's so many factors that um, we as parents, I'm, I'm sorry to steal your, I'm sorry to hijack with your last comment, but you're right. Um, having been through that now three times, I think there's so many things that we get so wrapped up in. And at the end of the day, they just want to do well and they want to please us. But um, parents, here's what I would tell you. Remember when you were their age, because there's a lot of other factors. And now there's even more. There's phones and apps and 
tweets and snaps and all the other stuff that those kids are dealing with that at my age I didn't even have to deal with because we didn't have it and um and yet they're still trying to go out on that field or that court or that ice or that you know whatever it is and do their mom and dad proud and so anyway I know you've made your mom and proud, your mom and dad proud, and a whole lot of other people proud. All right, wait, wait, we forgot. Gosh, we need more time. Uh, all right, one more thing: the A and W root beer in Talmadge. Oh, my goodness! Okay, so when you texted me about this, it was just so crazy. So so good. My great grandpa. Um, I had him in my life until I was seventeen. He was one hundred two and a half when he died. It was amazing. He was the sweetest man in the whole entire world. And that was like our spot. Like me, him and my grandma would drive because he couldn't drive. And we would go there all the time. And so that is like, literally, I'm just so amazed that you know what that is because nobody knows what that is. And I remember he'd always get a hot dog and we would get those, um, like the, uh, onion chips. Like they were like the, um, so good. Yeah, so good. So good. And literally, everybody texted me about that. I was like, that's just a core memory that's unlocked. Like, yeah. how many freaking days in the summer did I spend there with my great grandpa and my grandma? Yeah. So that's just amazing. It um, is amazing. Okay. The world is so Let's close on that because anybody that knows what we're talking about knows what we're talking about. And if you don't know, then you better know. Uh, is it still there? Do you know? It's not A and W anymore. They kind of went out of business with COVID. I do know that, but it's like a different. It's a different. It's the same same food type, like this pull in and you know you get service, whatever. But it's just not like A and W. I don't know the name of it. I haven't been there in years, but um, it's still the same idea. Awesome. I'm sure it's not as good as it used to be. All right. Well, anybody that knows knows, and if they don't know, we can't help you because the Talmadge A and W was the goat. So, all right, you're the best. Good luck this week. Good luck in the tournament. Uh, we will be watching. We will be cheering. I'm sure uh, I will be texting you. I'll try to text you some daily affirmations <laughs> as, as you go. Uh, but uh, good luck in Italy. And as I said, when you get home, we got, we're, we're going to be busy. So I, I got plans. So um, And, and, and we, we've got some ideas. So anyway, best of luck. Thank you so much, Lexi. You're the best. Yeah, I appreciate you, All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conn. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.